Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. As you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health, freedom, in that light, I'm always interviewing guests, doing entrepreneurial things on the creative edge and impacting the world. So today we have Megan Doherty, and she's the co-founder of One Stone Creative in the Podcasting for Business Conference. So today's talk is going to be all about digital marketing strategy, social media marketing influencer. She's also the host of the Business Podcast Blueprint. And it's going to be a wonderful conversation. So, uh, Megan, welcome. Thank you so much, Christopher, for having me. I'm I'm delighted to be here, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can get into some uh, really, really fun, interesting topics about digital marketing. I think we both might be nerds uh, in this area, so we should be able to to really get into some good stuff here. Yeah, I love what the internet's done, and it's basically leveled the playing field. I don't need to compete with Bloomberg, and I can create mm-hmm. my own channel. Um, so, what we'll t- first tell us more about your background, your story, your company, your business, and we'll go from there. Sure. So, I started my uh, career kind of on the internet uh, around 2010, where I uh, went to Craigslist, as you did when you were an early 20-something in the 2010s, and you needed a job. And I found a role as a marketer's assistant, and I started working for an education marketing startup. I was a really early hire at the company, so I was able to really grow with it, learned a lot about digital marketing, got to work with tons and tons and tons of different online business owners, mainly in online audience building and course creation. Uh, eventually left the company and an old colleague from there reached out to me and said, hey, how about you and I start a business together? Her background was in broadcast audio. Mine was in you know, digital marketing, of course. We're like, let's create podcasts for business owners. It's going to be great. And we've been doing that since 2017. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is you have this um, uh, idea, you know, f- that when I reached out to you, you said um, why your business doesn't need a podcast and what to do instead. I'm <laughs> curious about that. Yeah, see, as, as a podcast producer. Yeah. Maybe not the first thing you'd expect, yeah. but uh, what I've noticed over you know years of doing this is a lot of people, a lot of companies, especially people who are professional services providers. You're talking your financial, in legal, in healthcare, uh, in in architectural. These, all of the other companies are doing it, right? And so, like, firm down the street has a podcast. We better have a podcast. Podca- <laughs> practice down the street has a podcast. I better have one too. <laughs> and that can be a perfectly fine reason to do it if you just want to, you know, keep up with the professional Joneses. That's cool. You're the boss of your podcast and your business. Um, but for a lot of podcasts, or for a lot of companies rather, uh, the goal they actually want to achieve would be more easily, quickly, and cheaply achieved in another way. Um, so if someone was really 
focused on, you know, we need to, you know, just amp sales. We need to do nothing but amp sales. That money is going to be better spent on another salesperson or on a lead gen company than on uh, a podcast. And there are some cases where if a podcast is, you know, not going to serve a direct business benefit at the kind of within the next six to 12 months, uh, if it's not the most important business benefit, I'd say, you know, do the most important stuff first. And then there's always time to start a podcast later. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, where does a podcast fit in your marketing funnel? Ooh, it can fit all over the place. So it depends on the type of podcast that you want to have, which again comes back to the business goal that you're trying to solve with your podcast. Um, so it can be a really top of funnel thing. If you're trying to establish branding and thought leadership and reputation, uh, then you know that can be how people become aware of you. And that's if you're talking to other experts, if you're really aggressively going out to be a guest on other shows, uh, you're bringing people into your orbit. Um, but then there are other times when maybe it's not so much about you know, the strangers of the broader audience, it's much lower down the funnel, closer to the conversion. And who you're going to be doing with your podcast is talking to potential clients, potential referral partners, potential joint venture partners, and using it as a really networking building tool. And that's going to be much lower down the funnel than kind of the the thought leadership style. So, you know, we talk about, you know, everybody's talking about number of reviews, download, you know, all of these metrics. Uh, what are the best metrics to track for your show? I'm so sorry to say this again, but it depends. So uh, we spent a lot of time thinking about podcast metrics. I've got a whole like deck on podcast metrics and how you should be thinking about them. Downloads are almost never the most important one that you should be tracking. Um, because what if I run my podcast, and let's say I get 10,000 downloads. So what? Does that mean I have 10,000 new leads? Does it mean I have 10,000 new people visiting my site every month? I have no idea. Am I getting more speaking invitations? doesn't matter. So you have to figure out what matters to your business track for that and optimize your show to bring you more of it. So instead of looking at downloads, maybe you want to look at um, number of backlinks that you get. How many people cite your podcast and how is that impacting your traffic? Or how many guests um, later send you a referral for someone who might you know, work with you or become you know, a member of your practice? Really figuring out what you actually want the podcast to be doing for your business is going to lead to much better, more relevant metrics than um, just, I got 85 downloads today. Is that good? I, who knows? <laughs> who cares? Yeah, so it sounds like a podcast is a um is a um is like a platform and you basically mm -hmm. it's like um you know it's like it's like a different medium for reaching people that love to listen to audio. So tell tell us more about the different formats of content. Like how can you how can people, you know, what what types of information, education, tell us more about that. Yes, yeah, so we've um, kind of over the years figured out there's there's four really high level podcast archetypes for businesses, uh, and this is you know podcasts that exist within a business that already runs. I have I know nothing about hobby or passion podcasts. I don't know from true crime, no idea. But for <laughs> business podcasts, uh, the four types that we see the most are the thought leadership podcasts. I meant I mentioned where the goal really is to establish yourself as a leader and an innovator and a thinker in the space. Then there's uh, relationship building podcasts where the main reason you're podcasting is just to get FaceTime with other people. Um, that's the uh, one of the reasons I podcast is just to get a wonderful chance to meet all these people I would never otherwise talk to. Some people have audience engagement podcasts is the third one. And that's for when you've already got an engaged audience and they want a lot more content from you than you can provide one-to-one. -one. It's a really great way to engage with them and give them really intimate feeling content at scale. Uh, and then Finally, there's the content type of podcast. There are people and companies out there who podcast just so they have content entering their flywheel so they can repurpose it in other areas. And that's a completely legitimate reason to podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what uh, what's interesting is like, for example, like like this podcast started out with like interview, like guests one on one. And then now there's like, um, you know, I have like podcast short segments and I've got um, 
sometimes I do a webinar, like one, like mm-hmm. solo, just talking. So it can be, you know, so many different formats and different ways of engaging. I find it fascinating that you can basically use the podcast for, you know, what you need in your business. And it's like, it's like not, it's like not one size fits all. It's like making your podcast fit your goal. Oh, I agree. It's, it's so flexible um, as a medium, which is one of the really, really cool things about it. And uh, it's it's nice that the the barriers to entry for it are low enough. Like I think you you were saying at the top, you know, it, it's um you can just start a podcast. You know, all the tools are out there. Most of them are not that hard to use. You can just start doing it and start experimenting to see what you like, how it goes. You can experiment with you know show length, show type, getting into the shorts as you're talking about. Uh, your YouTube is great, by the way. I checked it out before I before I came on. You're really like utilizing those cool features. Um, <laughs> And uh, I, I just love that you can even experiment with, you know, do I want to run an ongoing podcast forever or do I need a season that's going to serve a specific purpose and then do another season on a different purpose? Yeah. Uh, there's there's tons of room for creativity. Yeah. One thing is also for, especially with Web3, what I'm finding is a lot of creators are now using podcasting as like audio stories and um mm-hmm. which is really interesting to to really see how that goes in the next you know five ten years how brands are built the ip you know all of that so one thing is oh so you know i started my show uh 2020 and I, it was kind of random scattered and i decided to con- consolidate it make it centralized you know so people could go there what how much time and money should a business plan to invest before seeing results that's a great question because you know, especially when you're doing it for business, it, it it has to show results. You know, it's not just about the love of the game. I mean, once you have really established what is valuable to the business, um, if you can put some kind of quantity on that, like what's the value of a new professional relationship or what's the value of a new client, and then say maybe over the course of a year of a podcasting, that's going to lead to five, you know, um, five figure sales. Cool. You can you can spend probably up to you know fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars on your podcast, and that's going to be a good investment for the year, as long as it is bringing enough value to your business. You know, spend. I'm slightly biased as a podcast producer, right? But you know, you should invest in good quality editing and audio and production and strategic support. But the difficulty comes in because so much of the benefits of podcasting is indirect. Uh, you know, it's not a direct. I spend this much, I get this much profit out of it. It doesn't go that cleanly, sadly, to to my everlasting sorrow. Once you establish, you know, for your own business, if you're getting enough value to justify the cost of a provider that you like working with, um, I would say, you know, if it is possible, it's so much work. Um, getting support is really, really helpful to maintain momentum just because, you know, all of the editing becomes a grind, creating the socials, repurposing, getting help makes it really a lot easier um, if it's feasible for you. Yeah. Um, and how do, you know, how do, you know, it sounds like maybe it takes about, you know, one, one year, you know, consistently just like producing one episode a week. I had to, I had to actually do, you know, two episodes just to kind of keep up with the, you know, the demand. How do you minimize time spent and maximize value uh, with your company show? Automate everything that you can um, and try to find those points of friction where uh, your work meets the work of another human, because that's where there's always going to be the biggest um, pain in the butt, if you'll forgive the term. (laughs) Um, So especially um, around things like the booking process and following up process, if you can get automation around that and collect things you need, like links, URLs, bios, headshots, as part of the booking process, that's going to save you a lot of tracking down things later when you're trying to produce. The more you can plan in advance, the easier things are going to go. Like it's not necessarily a good thing to be recording an episode that's going to release in six months, especially if you do deal with topical 
um, issues. But um, when you do have a little more leeway, it's like, okay, good. I'm recording an episode that's going to be releasing in three weeks. That means I've got time to actually write really good show notes and to actually do all these things. That eases it a lot as well. Um, And again, as soon as you can hire support to do the things that you hate the most, go for it. There are people out there who absolutely love audio editing. I admire those people. I am not one of them. So having support with that to do take on that task that makes it work rather than a pleasant activity is going to make it a lot easier to maintain over the long term. Yeah. So what the thing was like with uh, having a video editor and um, having a social media manager, you know, people that can do all of that. One last thing is, uh, so when you see these, you're podcasting when they're launching it, what are the big mistakes businesses make when they get into podcasting? Uh, the first and biggest and most common mistake that people make uh, is that they do not actually set a goal for what success or failure of the podcast means in advance. They start podcasting and they think we're going to podcast and it's going to be great. <laughs> and maybe it will. But <laughs> what we really want to be seeing is um, I'm going to podcast and I'm going to um, develop enough relationships to help me write my co-authored book next year. Or I'm going to start podcasting and I'm going to increase my site traffic by 10% before you know next um, March. And really having goals like that allows you to, when you know your timeline is up, look at did I succeed the business purpose for this podcast? You know, did I did it actually bring this measurable value that I need to justify this time and energy spent on it? Um, if you don't plan out in advance what you want that to be, you're not gonna know if it actually was worth your time or not, um, or or you may find yourself justifying something that isn't actually worth it. Uh, or you may find yourself totally missing out on super valuable things that you're not noticing are happening for you. So being really intentional about, you know, what does success mean for my podcast in my business um, and working backwards to this is how I'm going to know I'm succeeding. And then you can, over the course of you know a year, look at how are we doing on this? Do we need to pivot? Am I getting the value I expect? Am I getting different value? Am I getting no value? Do I hate it? Uh, is really, really good to be doing. So biggest mistake, uh, not not establishing your metrics before starting. Yeah, that's, that, I, you know, I really love that. It's um, very like intentional, very specific, not like basically what you described as keeping up with the Joneses, which is interesting. So one, uh, okay, there's one strategy I've uh, I've seen a lot of um, a lot of our clients use, um, and is really great. And it's it's a really almost like behind the scenes strategy that makes things super valuable. It's when they're talking to guests or when they're doing solo episodes, they keep really detailed notes of what are the key topics, ideas, um, and you know objections or problems that I'm talking about that my clients or my leads ask. If you've got a database of all these questions that you've got pre-recorded answers to, well, then when you're talking to someone, you can say, oh, listen to this episode, go to timestamp 10 minutes and 30 seconds. It's going to answer your question. That's amazing to be able to offer someone. And over the course of a year, you're going to have a huge database, but you've got to plan to be doing that kind of tracking and sorting and organizing as you go for it to be valuable. Um, So that's one of my favorite ways to see a company get value out of a podcast. It can really save a lot of uh, customer service time. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, you mentioned something about the, um, you know, getting all the show notes, like all the links, the headshots, the bios. And one thing about the beauty of Podmatch is that it, you know it get it brings good guests, like really like legit guests. And then um, and Podmatch then, is great. Shout out to Alex. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and the, like everything's there. It's like and it like you don't have to like you know search going to all these different tabs and everything so we'll talk about for example um host and uh being a guest so as a as a podcast host what does it mean to be a a good host like a good interviewer oh that that's a a 
such an interesting thing to be able to get into. I always, when I think about being a podcast host, and this is probably not the most official definition of it, but I always think of terms of like how, how like ancient hosting used to be and how being a host was an actual responsibility and you had a responsibility to your guests. And it was, it was a real trust between, between individuals, right? You had duties as a host. And so I think as a host, you want to make sure that your guest is well-prepared, um, that they're going to be able to be shown in a really good light, um, that they're going to be able to contribute what they're best at. And really being intentional about uh, making sure they know what's going on. Uh, you know, when the episode's going to be, it's going to be video or just audio. Like you let me know in advance, this is going to be audio. So I knew to make sure my hair looked nice. <laughs> that was very thoughtful. It makes me feel valued as a guest. Um, and then afterwards, follow up, you know, when is the episode live? Um, how can I say to communicate with them? You know, you were a great guest. Thank you. Uh, and just being really intentional, again, intentional uh, about how you treat your guests. I think that's that's what hosting, I think, is good for me and for interviewing. You know, it's really uh, the type of interview that you want to have depends on the type of show that you have, right? Sometimes you want to be asking an expert lots of questions so that your audience can benefit from it. Other times you're going to be having more of a conversation um, between like a colleague and that's more of a thought leadership style play. Um, so really just figuring out what type of conversation you need to have and uh, kind of who the ultimate listener is going to be means it's going to be the smoothest conversation possible. Yeah. Um, and what about, what about being a guest? Because um, I know there's different ways of you know, building your brand and platform and marketing yeah, either as guest or host. Oh, yeah. I think if if you want more traffic and attention and, you know, downloads for your own show, um, be a guest. Focus more on guesting than on hosting because you you kind of, when, you, when you're starting a podcast, you've got your own audience. You've got your sphere of influence. Um, if you want other humans to be aware of your sphere of influence, you've got to go out and talk to them. And that means, you know, going to be a guest. Uh, and so I think, you know, being little gracious as a guest as well. Um, you know, think you're being given the opportunity to meet a new audience. It's a great opportunity. Um, do your research, make sure you know a little bit about the show and about the person you're going to be talking to. Um, I think those are, those are good guest qualities and also trying to, um, if it does fit to help co-promote the show. Um, it's not always going to be a fit and that's okay, but, uh, you know, when it is possible, uh, do that as well. Yeah. I know we're coming to the, uh, end of the show. And, um, so last um some last minute questions uh one thing is um how can people find you follow you visit your website etc we are uh, our main website is uh, onestonecreative.net you can find pretty much everything there um if you do come to check us out we are just about to launch a new newsletter of uh twice a month we're going to be releasing uh case studies about how businesses are using podcasts to achieve those kind of specific goals um so if that's of interest you should very much check it out It'll be right there on the front page, very easy to find. And to get in touch more directly, just use absolutely any contact form on the site. It goes directly to my inbox. Yeah. And for all the listeners on the show, be sure to follow Megan at all of her social media, including Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, her website. Um, and if you go to, you know, onecreative.net, you can take a look at the um, uh, video training, top three mistakes businesses make with their podcasts. So check that out as well. And Megan, thanks for coming onto the show. Podcasting is really an interesting medium. I heard about it in 2018 and uh, it's, it's really uh, taken off and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's such a fascinating way to uh, and create content and engage with people network etc and be intentional so thanks so much and thanks for coming on to the show likewise thank you so much it's been uh, lovely to be here i hope you really enjoyed that wonderful inspirational motivational piece again if you 
wherever you are listening. If you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.